0: Anyway, we're not doing a wrestling episode tonight. We're really not. I mean, partially, a little bit, but no. Well, no, because none of this is episode. I haven't even said hello yet.
1: Oh, okay. Can we, can we edit into episode?
0: We, possibly. We we could, yeah, I mean,
1: that's the magic of editing. Because that, you know, that's normally, <laughs> that that is normally in episode talk, so.
0: Yeah, well, shall, shall I say hello so that we've got a thing to edit in? Let's do that then. Hello and welcome to World 1 Stage 1. No! Uh, fuck!
2: <laughs> wait, wait.
0: That was inevitably going to happen one day. That stays in. <laughs> that might be the bumper. I didn't oh, do it! Yeah. No, you didn't do it. I fucked up. We were talking about wrestling, so you fucked up. You fucked up.
2: <laughs> that was <Yeah>. awkward. <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to Dangerously Unprepared, the actual show we're doing. My name is Simon, and joining me tonight are Irish. Hello! And Jack. You're right. But no Rob, he is on an adventure in deepest, darkest somewhere. Sheer.
2: Cambridge? Is is that, I don't know where he is. That sounds like a very British parts unknown. It does, doesn't it? Oh let's see, I'm gonna build myself always now as from somewhere. Sheer
0: excellent I have started a new thing so yeah, if yeah. only you actually had to bill yourself from anywhere ever
2: uh keep keep your eyes posted on the anime community that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> marvelous I will do um yeah so Rob is off uh, having an adventure uh, I can only assume he's on stage somewhere
0: ah yes being thespianic yeah
2: but luckily you get you get
0: us yes one of the classic lineups of world one stage one hmm
2: Oh yeah, we were just we were discussing this, weren't we? We we were like season five of World One, stage one. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like before we brought in the talking dog. <laughs> Are you saying Rob is a talking dog? No, no, I was I was trying to make some kind of I I don't know what fucking joke I was trying to make there. Just just ignore me until I get my funny back. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you in a couple of years. <laughs> cool so uh yeah
0: um i'm not sure how to segue into what we're going to edit in here so basically what i'm going to do is i'm going to now drop in some conversation we were having before i said hello
2: i started watching uh elimination chamber before coming back home ah, how far did you get uh we just just finished the the tag sort of was it tag tra- tag team turmoil tag team turmoil match uh, I, not a know, bad I, match. Well, not, not terrible. I I kind of like American Alpha. There's something very eighties slash early nineties about them, with like the the bandana and the long hair and the cigarettes. Yeah. And no, a lot of people like them. Yeah. I I like them. I think they're great. I know nothing about their character because they didn't get a chance to do a promo or anything.
0: Well, but... no, you you just basically
2: established it. Oh, okay. That that kind of is them. Excellent. I uh, I also liked the. Oh, I, I'm trying to remember the names now. Gable, so the one with the long hair. Yes, and, and Jordan is the, the sort of the taller guy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like at the end of it, Gable getting pulled out of the ring when he makes the tag in, but managing to sort of uh, Jordan lifting the guy, setting him up for a, a double team, whilst the other guy was outside of the ring. Gable running in halfway through the double team to finish it off. Like the guy was still mm. in the air when he jumped in. Yeah, I am dead impressed.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of their catchphrases: ready, willing, and Gable. <laughs> I like it. So you've not seen the uh, women's championship match yet?
2: No, the only women's match I've seen was uh, Becky Lynch versus... Um, Mickey James. Mickie James, who well, I'm happy to see back on back on screens not being pushed in front of trains. Yeah. Um,
0: the the women's championship match goes a long way to demonstrating why I think Alexa Bliss is the best heel they've had in the women's division for a really, really long time. She's the one who had the, the dip-dye pony, uh,
2: pigtails, isn't she? Yes. Yeah.
0: There's just a great moment in that championship match. And it's just a tiny spot, so it's not really a spoiler. Where she's doing the classic opponents flat on the back, stand on the hair, grab their arms, pull them up, wrench the hair. Yeah. And the ref waves her off with the five counts and then goes, hey, you're standing on her hair. And Alexa just turns to the ref and goes, I know. (laughs)
2: That's some good heel
0: work. Yep. She's spot on. I love her. Um,
1: Anyway, shall we do a show about... Stuff, uh, yes, about topic. I was gonna say, you know, before I went away for a second, we were talking about, you know, health and beauty. Yep, we yep. back and it's wrestling. And it's like, yeah, I think so you find like, there's a huge crossover. It, this this yeah. sounds like us, definitely. Yes, this is this is definitely dangerous. Wrestlers unfair.
0: put a lot of effort into health and beauty.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm aware, <laughs> sometimes one more than the other.
0: Yep, sometimes one more than the other. That is true. Bray Wyatt, very much the health, less the beauty.
2: <laughs> well, I found
0: out he is Bo Dallas's brother. Yeah, Husky Harris. I knew he was Husky Harris, but I didn't know he was legitimately Bo Dallas's brother.
2: Think of him when he was Husky Harris, and he looks a lot more like Bo, is what I mean. But that cause that beard, is true. The beard covers so much of his face, but when you sort of... Yeah, they've never made anything of him being Bo Dallas's he's, brother either. He's also R. Arshyster's son. Really? Yeah.
0: Mike Rotunda was his father. No way. And Blackjack Mulligan was his grandfather. Fuck it up. And his uncle was ah, I forget, but another Hall of Famer. Repo Man. I'm just throwing names. No, no, there. no, a proper <laughs> proper Hall of Famer.
2: Oh, hey, 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 <laughs> Repo! Come on, no, Repo Man was like was uh, was. Uh... Oh, what's his name? Kona Crush. Not Kona Crush. The the other one from
0: the. Yeah, but I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame, is he? I'm sure he is. Uh, Barry Wyndham. That's right. Barry Wyndham is Bray Wyatt's uncle. is he one of the Horsemen? Yeah.
2: Fucking hell. You know, when a- I
0: say proper <laughs> proper Hall of Famer, that's
2: what I meant. That is a that's a yeah that's a, a strong pedigree there. And they've not traded on it.
0: Yeah, so it's really funny that he's doing lots of storylines with Randy at the moment. Smash! That was the other thing. Yeah. And they're going on about Randy being a you know, third generation. I'm like, uh, Bray is Blackjack Mulligan's grandson. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> third generation as well, mate. Wow. I just like the idea that you know, his family, with this huge wrestling tradition, were looking at that generation and going... Well, at least we've got Bo. He he can go and be the the pro wrestler. He's got the looks. And then there's Bray Wyatt, 29 years old world champion. Like, we did not see that coming. Because let's face it, I never expected Husky Harris to be one of the youngest world champions of all time.
2: Yeah, but when you say Husky Harris, it doesn't make sense. When you say, you know, Bray Wyatt... Actually, having said that, isn't Bray Wyatt's like whole bit that he he turns up and says, Brah, "I'm going to end the world and eat children," and then loses clean? Well, no, it's that he wins clean. Doesn't he have like a terrible win loss ratio?
0: He did for a while because he was injured, so he couldn't compete. So they did a lot of clean, quick losses uh... to keep him on screen, but protect him. Yeah. Um. But no, since he's been healthy, all oh, Boy, has he been winning.
2: Cool, okay, fair enough. I, I I come and go and switch in and out.
0: Yeah, there was a while when he was losing clean, but largely because he couldn't go more than a couple of minutes in the ring without doing serious damage to himself. Aww. But now he's actually living up to the monster character, which is kind of great. Excellent. And we will be in the main event at WrestleMania if things stay the way they are. Yeah. Although that's, it's a slightly confusing one because Randy Orton is like chief, ringleader, uh, chief cheerleader of the Wyatt family cult right now. Yeah. And he won the Rumble.
2: So Wyatt v. Orton.
0: And on Smackdown, Orton said, I will not fight you. Oh. You're the master, I'm the servant. As long as I am in the family, I will not fight you. So they need to break up the family pretty fucking quick.
2: Or bring in a third man we'll bring in a third man because triple threats so at Wrestlemania always go down well yep yep I can see it being doesn't... a fake four way actually yeah that could do it uh... with Cena and Styles ooh
0: ooh okay and yeah that was totally the kind of thing we normally put in the episode so now it's in the episode
2: what were we talking about wrestling wrestling the magic of editing we were talking about the magic of editing. We were. See, you know what... And now it- we can
0: seamlessly segue, because, of course, another thing that WWE are doing lately is uh, some of
2: their best programming is on NXT, which isn't on television. Unless you watch it on a program which you're streaming to your television device. It can be on a television set, but it isn't on broadcast or cable TV. Yes, which is less catchy than saying it's not on TV. So Yes.
0: All right. But it oh. is, however... Uh, a direct distribution from the kind of new era of content networks uh, and new content providers, on-demand television. Mm. Which, seeing as it's currently like the top-rated topic on the web page, is what we're talking about tonight. Uh As just a reminder, if you do go to dangerouslyunprepared.com, you can uh, look at the topics, vote on the topics, and even suggest topics that we're going to talk about.
2: And as another reminder if you go to dangerouslyunprepared.com you can do all of those things that he just said I just thought I was right, again can. just just go to dangerouslyunprepared.com It's really easy it's the name of our it's the name of our show .com
0: which is easy to remember and you'd never never say the
2: wrong thing Yeah it's not any other show No that, 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 you know that no longer exists No it's it's not Only a fool uh, a fool would get that sort of mistake made Make that oh, sort of mistake. That's the grammar. curse.
0: That kind of weak-minded fool. <laughs> Meanwhile, the the topic suggested was Netflix originals, but I, I kind of thought it would be fun to go a little bit broader than that because, yeah, Netflix originals are probably going to be the bulk of what we talk about. But there's Amazon original video as well, uh, as there's a couple of big Star Trek fans on this show and CBS are sort of flagshipping their on-demand service with a new Star Trek, possibly it does keep getting delayed Um, and and as I said yeah, NXT for WWE uh, I'm sure HBO Go, but most of that stuff is also on cable as well, I don't think they have any exclusives, but it's if you want to get something out there for people to watch you're no longer limited to cinema releases or network tv or cable tv and it's it's been creatively interesting to say the
2: least so there's a lot there to talk about because you don't have to to fill time slots you you fill whatever you sort of niche you want to fill yeah
0: it was one of the first things that got me kind of interested in this manner of delivering tv was House of Cards, speaking of Netflix originals, where not only did they drop the whole season at once, which is fascinating to me. Yeah. Because I it's something I've observed is a, a weird shift that because of digital distribution, because of this bypassing the shops or the TV networks or whatever, music has become much, much more about the single rather than the album. Yeah because you can stream or buy individually any track you want, uh, whereas you used to have singles with radio play and single sales as adverts for the album, and that was what everyone wanted you to buy. So digital distribution made the the collected form less interesting and the individual work more interesting, although that's starting to shift now with like um, concept albums coming back. Whereas with TV, the popularity of box sets and digital distribution meant that whole seasons dropped at once because binge-watching is such a fucking thing now.
2: And, yeah, that's what I do, with, especially with Netflix, it's just like, I'll just watch one more episode. I'll just watch one more mm-hmm. episode. No, I can't get up. I've lost all strength
0: <laughs> in my knees. So there was that, but the other thing was watching House of Cards, it very quickly became apparent that these episodes were not all the same length uh where for tv as you said you're filling a time slot you have a slot of time that is your that is your time you have to fill it that's your your story runs short you've got to pad if your story runs long you've got to cut whereas on netflix or amazon prime If you want to tell a story that's 45 minutes long, you do that. If you want to tell a story that's an hour long, you do that. And it's all part of the same season.
2: So you'll just have episodes that vary wildly in length, episode 2. Well, not wildly, but that vary in length, episode by episode. Well,
0: increasingly wildly. I mean, House of Cards was like the first one that did it. And, I mean, it only varies between about 45 minutes and an hour. So it kind of fluctuates how... how, uh, in the hour time slot. But the OA, which I haven't watched yet, um, I've heard mixed things about it, Mm, Yeah. Um, the episodes vary from half an hour to over an hour. Huh.
1: Huh?
0: Which is pretty broad fluctuation. That's going to piss a lot of people off, I reckon.
1: That's an interesting way of doing it, I suppose.
0: Yeah. And um, the get-down apparently goes from like 50 minutes to 90 minutes.
2: Jesus! That's almost like double length. I know. I I suspect some of these might be double episodes. Admittedly, yeah. Also, I suppose, 30 minutes to over an hour is also a double episode. I don't know why I didn't bring that point up with that one, but I did with the 50 (laughs) to 90 minutes.
0: And yeah, a series of unfortunate events fluctuates from like 40 minutes to 65, so it's kind of getting looser as time goes on, now that story makers have this
2: freedom. It's starting to become the norm. Yeah. Hmm... Most of the stuff I watch on there is a very sort of set standard uh, time slot, which is really useful because I tend to only watch stuff in my lunch breaks. So it's good to have a sort of, you know, two 20 minute episodes back to back. Yeah, Yeah, I know what you mean. With my sort of schedule.
0: Like, Bojack Horseman was pretty fucking consistent with its episode length. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Consistent consistent with episode lengths and consistent with episodes really making my goddamn emotions hurt.
0: (laughs) I know. Like, I will keep coming back to the perfect description of Bojack, was I heard on another podcast where they said, it's brilliant, it's incredibly well written, it's incredibly well animated, the stories are excellently told... But the end of every episode makes you emit a oh,
2: yeah. noise. Yeah, there was there was a. I mean, since we are, sort of, you know, this is what we're talking about. Netflix originals. So a really good place to start would be BoJack Horseman. I'd say. I think that's probably the first, probably the first Netflix original show I watched. Um, on your uh, on your recommendation, actually, Simon. Um,
0: I, I'm glad you took me up on that one there, because there, it's still one of my favourite Netflix originals.
2: There were long stretches in that show where I was like, "Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. Everything's going really well. Everything's, everyone's happy." And there was just this, <laughs> this little knot forming in my stomach, just going, "No, ev- everyone's happy. Don't, don't take this away from them." Yeah, there, like, there is a sense of looming inevitability I like, in those moments. I like yeah. Wanda.
1: I like Wanda. Don't don't do anything stupid at the end of every episode i watched of that i kind of had the feeling of i don't want to watch another one yeah it's like i I had a mixed response of
0: i don't want to but like a car wreck (laughs) i can't not yeah
1: yeah
2: and as 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 time progressed and as we got towards the end of the well what's you know i believe season two was the last one was it season three uh, it's only been two seasons it is only like been two i okay. season oh, yeah. coming it's the next one up yeah but the end of the season being the sort of every just everything going wrong and it was going so i mean without going into specifics <laughs> no, but
0: but, season 3 hazard
2: yeah that's why i was getting confused I was, like, I was like i was trying to think am i thinking of season 2 or am i thinking of rick and morty which is another <laughs> uh, yeah. animated show which is not a netflix original but is on netflix um and and i'm watching it at the moment Ah, okay. I won't do any spoilers for that one. But yeah, it, it, it got fucking bleak, which sounds like not a great selling point. Um, but at the same time, I would definitely recommend going and watching Bojack Horseman. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's the sort of show that you'll look at. And, and if you're if you're anything like me, you'll recognize a lot of behavior issues in characters. And you 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 look in the mirror a lot after that show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I wish I
2: didn't know what you were on about. Yeah, but I really do. It's it's like uh it, it's like Ava, uh the, the the issue a lot of people have with with Shinji in Evangelion, you know, a lot of his character flaws are flaws that people will recognise in themselves. Yeah, he the is same, in a way too relatable. Yeah, the same thing with Bojack. You recognise all the mistakes he's making. And you're saying, don't do the thing. But in not all but ca- by no means all cases, but in a lot of cases, you feel like you'd make the same mistakes. Well, that's the thing about BoJack. It's not just BoJack's mistakes. No, no, absolutely. You feel that, that
0: way every time Diane fucks up. You feel that way every time Princess Carolyn fucks up. Like... All of the characters and are they, just they viciously off, relatable in their flaws. Yeah,
2: they start off seeming almost flawless, just simply because it is is—it is sort of uh, giving you Bojack as the sort of focal point of all the fuck it up going wrongness. Um, but as, as stuff progresses and more and more side characters start showing their flaws, um, yeah, there's a whole lot more to, to pick and choose from in terms of, of, oh god, please let everyone be happy. No, don't do that thing. Oh. Uh, Yep. Even I was say, even Mister Peanut Butter, you know, having this dark and grim side to him. And, oh
0: I think it's an interesting one to talk about in terms of Netflix originals because I can't imagine the pitch to a, an ordinary TV network. Yeah. Of we've got a cartoon about animal people who live on on a world with real people in it as well, and they have relationships and stuff. Yeah. And it's unrelentingly about failure mental
2: illness and misery it's about it's it's a borderline personality disorder is the sort of go-to yeah. um term for bojack right
1: i think so yeah, yeah. i mean and the the one channel i could think of it probably would have gone for it maybe would have been adult swim
2: yeah, it it does strike me as being the sort of thing they I mean, having looked at their their current line of things... Yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: it's very yeah, much there be hero. anywhere.
2: Yeah. yeah, but Netflix is kind of ideal for it. Oh, yeah, uh, Netflix yeah. is perfect for it, you know? Um, and again, same with, same with... I mean, again, it's not a Netflix original, but again, the same with Rick and Morty being picked up there. It's the perfect kind of um, platform for it. Yes. The sort of show, the sort of thing where you can you can you can tune in, watch an episode, and go, mm, maybe not. Or if so, yeah, let's see if something else I might like from this. So, what
0: about the big shows on Netflix? Well, uh... <laughs>
2: sorry.
1: <laughs> Who uh, have we seen House of Cards? No, no, our representative from that one is not here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've, I've seen House of Cards. Ah. Um, and that one is. Quite something in terms of a, a bit of a coup for Netflix because you're talking Kevin Spacey, Kate Mara, you know, huge names
2: attached to this. Did did House of Cards, uh, David Fincher producing as well? Did did House of Cards start off being network based? Am I thinking correctly? Or is or was it always
0: no, Netflix? No, okay. uh, House of Cards was the American House of Cards was always a Netflix original. Right. Okay, it's it's uh, there was a House of Cards that was a BBC show many, many decades ago that was about British politics. Right. And I would say on the whole was a better show. But um, the American House of Cards that follows US politics with Kevin Spacey was always a Netflix original. Right. And it was one of the first big coups of doing sort of a big name, star feature
2: because again it's it's bringing a big movie well say movie star it's it's you know he's someone from the big screen but doing television and normally i mean classically speaking it goes the other way yes um but with netflix you you can you suddenly just see these big names propping up all over the place because they have this freedom to do long-form storytelling
0: with complete liberty
2: yeah once you get into this point as an actor where you're like well I'm now just interested in doing the stories that I find interesting. I don't have to work. I don't have to pay the bills. Um, Depending on how, you know, cushy that actor's life has been up until that point, you know, some of them will still just appear in any old shite just to, you know, get a paycheck (laughs) in Nicholas Cage. At a a different level, I think a show that Created
0: more stars than it brought in. Orange is the new black is probably the other big name. So Netflix many, original. so
2: many careers taking off from there. Oh yeah, and and to say that like the you know beginning episode, like, I think probably think the biggest name in that is bloody is it Jason Biggs? Uh, Jason Biggs or Kate Mulgrew? Oh yeah. God, yes, sorry, Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, yeah. But like, even they're, they're then, the big name. Yeah, more the, role. Yeah, and now you think of all the people that have sort of come about. Well, not come out from it, but have certainly become uh, a lot bigger because of it. Have become uh, much more well-known. bit more prolific. That's the... Yeah. I wasn't going to say I kind of. Names.
0: I have to say I bailed on the last season because it really started to suffer, I think, from a white writer's room and a largely person of colour cast.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I didn't watch very much of it. I think I watched the first two episodes...
0: I watched the first three seasons, and the first two were incredibly strong, the third started to lose it, and the fourth, I think, lost its way. Fair enough. Um, But I enjoyed
1: what I watched. I saw bits of season one and two, Jen watched it, and I sort of came in now and again. But other than that, I mean, it was good for what I saw. It was... I found it hard to watch in something, just... Personally, I was just like, geez, this is hard
0: some of it was some of it was incredibly difficult yes yeah uh, and that again goes to what i'm talking about the liberty of the storytelling
2: mm. but i think it was one of those things where I, I, there's probably more netflix original shows that i have watched a single episode of and then thought eh, it's not for me and, and and moved on to something else um, i've
0: usually given them a couple but yeah i know what you mean
2: yeah um i mean the beauty of it is that with the originals they're not they're, well they're probably not going to go anywhere um yeah there is an been issue, licensing it. yeah there is an issue especially in in this country's sort of version of netflix where shows will be on there and then the moment you try and look for them again gone just vanished into the ether um so there was we i mean Ronan and I did a stretch where we just like right let's let's just go through netflix original shows and let's let's give a first episode a go see what it's like um, and we went through quite a few, and just went maybe not for us. Um, uh, was one of them Sensei? Sensate was one of them. Uh, well, no, it was in Sense8 was one of the ones we tried, um, but we ended up keep keeping going with that. Oh, did you?
0: Yeah, we finished, finished Sensei. I bailed on Sensei I think three episodes in.
2: Ah, okay.
0: And I, I really wanted to like it.
2: Yeah, because
0: it's J.M. Straczynski. Yep. Who is a strong who I think strong has a, an excellent track record. Yep. Uh, created by the Wachowskis, who I really like. Yep. And uh, some... I'm not going to lie, there were some really good people in the cast. Yes. Uh, especially, like, uh, Freeman Eggerman and uh, Daryl Hannah were probably the, the names I knew going in. Yeah. Uh, but I liked... The people, I liked the concept, like everything about this show seemed to be set up to pull me in, but for some reason, and I, I don't know quite what it is, but the delivery, the structure just felt a little over earnest, like it, it felt almost like a stage production in the, the, the type of acting. On show, I don't know if that makes sense.
2: I No, I know exactly what you mean. I, I don't know if that may necessarily have something to do with the fact that you ha- you might have an actor playing a role of a character who is playing the role of another character. I mean, I see
0: I see your yeah, point. I don't know if that it has kind of the that. sensate stuff doesn't really happen a lot in the first few episodes.
3: That, yeah, that's
0: true. Um, uh, it just, there was never quite that ability to lose myself in it because the story never felt very naturally told.
2: Yeah, it's it's very... Actually, you know what? Thinking about it, the, the first few episodes, it did feel... For me, it kind of felt like... It felt a little bit confused in itself. Um, it, hmm. it reminded me a lot of um, Heroes, the, the, the first season of Heroes, which is the only one I've watched. Um, but obviously sort of with a little more... I don't know, a little, a little more grit and maturity to it, um, and and as things go on, it does, it it really does get fantastic later on. I really, really thoroughly recommend giving it another go. Um, if you don't, if if you if you don't sort of like it uh, by the end of it, fair enough, not a, not an issue. I'm not going to sort of just you know sing its praises to the heavens. I just I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I, I I liked it, but.
0: It didn't compel me, so yeah. other things took over.
2: There's there's a lot of shows I've seen again, like you know, watched an episode off and got. I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back and rewatch it. Uh, Lilyhammer is a good example. Really, really interesting concept for a show. Really, really quite enjoyable. Really funny, but just it didn't it didn't hit all the points for me. And maybe go, well, maybe uh, did you did you ever see that one? Uh, no, I never did watch Lilyhammer. Do no, uh, you know no. about the, the 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 concept behind it? Yes. Yeah. No. Okay, so basically, uh, a, a mafioso is uh, a witness to a crime, and so he's put into the uh, witness protection program. And right. instead of being flown off to you know Aruba or the Caribbean or any of these sorts of things, he is flown off to Lillehammer in Norway.
1: Right. Actually, yeah. Quite, I think I have heard about this one.
2: And it's essentially him trying to you know start his life up in Lillehammer Go well, sort of going straight, but then blackmailing someone into getting money to to buy a sports bar and to pass a citizenship test and all this, that and the other. And it's it's really really weird and a really dark sense of humor. Reminds me a lot of Fargo, the movie. Um But yeah, I just I just couldn't stick I don't know what it was about that. It's the same sort of thing as, as you with Sensate Simon, just something about it, <clears> it just felt a little bit off.
0: It is worth mentioning that Lilyhammer was, in its own way, the first Netflix original. Was it? It was actually made in partnership with NRK, who are a Norwegian company, so it isn't truly a Netflix original. But Netflix co-funded it and exclusively distributed it, and it was because Lilyhammer did so well that House of Cards and Oranges, The New Black, got greenlit, and the whole thing took off from there.
1: Bucket free yeah, seasons. Yeah. Wow, okay.
2: Yeah, there's mm. a lot of there's a lot of stuff recently as well we gave a go from Netflix. There was a um Oh, there's a sci fi series that's gotten quite big now. Is it the Rim or something like that? Uh okay. Oh bloody hell, which one? I should have looked at the name for it beforehand. In the terms expanse. of originals, ex- I don't know. Yeah, there um, is the
0: expanse, but that's not a Netflix original. Isn't it? No. It's a sci-fi channel
1: show. Huh. It's listed on the originals on Netflix. That's weird
0: because it's a sci fi channel show. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the one I'm thinking of. <clears throat> um Um Okay, it is
2: About the the Ice Miners.
0: Well, it's not about the Ice Miners, but the okay, first
2: episode not. is, yeah. Ah, uh, okay.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, okay. It was made by Sci-Fi, but it isn't shown on Sci-Fi. It was acquired by Netflix. So it's a Netflix exclusive, not a Netflix original. Okay. And that is an adaptation. I've literally just been watching an episode of season two before we started this recording. I love that show. I've, I've, um, I've heard
1: people
2: describe it as, like, the spiritual successors of Firefly.
0: No. No? Okay. In no way. Okay, fair enough. In no way is it the spiritual I did, successor to I, Firefly. I
2: didn't get that from the first episode, and a lot of people have mentioned it, and I've gone, I, you, really? No, okay. I no, no, God,
0: have, no, that's a terrible way of pitching it. Okay. Um, I would say if it's going to be the spiritual successor of something in terms of TV making, it's, close, it's probably more closely related to Battlestar than Firefly, but it's not really a successor either. to either of yeah, them yeah. spiritually. No, it's its own thing. Um, basically... The Expanse is, it's now five books, six books, and a bunch of short novellas um, yeah. written by a uh, high fantasy writer um, who is, I think he's a proofreader or editor for G.R.R. Martin, who, whose friend put together an RPG setting, tying this one back into our last episode. Of a sort of in-solar-system RPG setting, of cultures and territories. So there's the Mars terraforming product uh, project. There's the Martian-Earth t- Attentions, There's the belt, um, which are the sort of uh, the Outer Planets Alliance, as it were, which is all the asteroids that have been spun up and given atmospheres, and uh, that's what, where the ice mining comes in. They're hauling it back. <coughs> um, and all the political tensions and everything that you would put together for a game and uh the writer was like oh there's a book in this (laughs) so they collaborated and wrote a book uh and it went really well and because he's a grand fantasy writer he went oh that book went well let's write 12. that might they, say they've pared the pl- summary they, they've paired the the plan down to 9 now but originally it was like that went well let's write 12 of them uh, <laughs> and the books are fantastic and the TV series is actually really really strong ah, um, zoe right. informs me that the
2: <laughs> language nerds. that the uh,
0: the connection may also be that uh, one of the writers uh, does constructed languages which Definitely true, because there is a whole patois for belt people in The Expanse that is a fascinating... It's not a constructed language, it's an amalgamated language. Hmm. Um, assuming different cultures would get smashed together. A bit um, like and
2: Firefly with the, with the Mandarin and uh, sort of old westerns. Except...
0: Yeah, where, whereas Firefly has occasionally they'll speak mandarin. Yeah. Uh Belta patois is like within a sentence you might mix four or five languages in terms of syntax of one words from two or three others and accent of another.
2: Oh, um, I'm not going to give I'm not going to lie that gives me such a linguistic chubby <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: No, it is great because it feels so natural in terms of what would happen in, in evolutionarily. Yeah. Um as these people have no country anymore, but uh, so many different cultures feeding into it.
2: That, that is exactly uh, how patois in in various uh, cultures comes about, like in Creole and in in yeah. In like, that's why
0: it's referred to as Belt of patois yeah, because oh, it, it literally is. Just it.
2: Oh, I love stuff like that. Like just l- listening to any given sort of uh, j- oh Jamaican patois. One of my like sort of you just any given stretch of dialogue in that, and I'll just be grinning. Just oh, this is. This is the greatest thing ever. When you start being able to deconstruct everything and go, and this word comes from here, and this word means this, but it also... Ah. Sorry, I'm having a little bit of a fangasm there. There That's... you
0: go. It's also known as Belter Creole for obvious reasons.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry, listeners. I've, I've had a bit of a moment there. <laughs> <laughs> Jack likes languages.
0: <laughs> so, well, if you like languages, you really ought to give the books a go.
2: Oh, okay. Because um, there's I might... a lot... Yeah, I might get the books. The, there's a lot more patois yeah. and creole in there. Yeah, I didn't really get into the into the series. I, admittedly, only one episode in, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll. Yeah, get the books it's ago, a but. slow burn at start because um, it goes in a very different direction
0: than you might expect from the start. Mm. It starts off as a very hard sci-fi story about a conspiracy with a B plot of um, a sort of film noir investigator and. The first book ends with uh, the complete destruction of the laws of physics as we know it. Oh, good. But not in a way we can use. Right. Uh, Well, not in a way we can understand. Right. In a way we can get some use out of, but it's sort of as dangerous as it is useful. Got it. Uh, So it goes into some big territory, uh, and it's... It's a really good story, and I think that the way they're doing the TV is really good. And you should at least watch a couple more episodes until you fall in love with Christian Avasarala as a character.
2: Hmm.
0: Because I feel like she's one of the people that you would fall in love with, possibly more from the books than the show, admittedly. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't let her swear nearly enough in the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is one way to get into my heart. That is true. <laughs> she swears a lot in the books., oh,
3: so yeah, I mean, um, other other Netflix original shows a lot oh, there was there was an awful lot of uh, zombies or things standing in for zombies in the last batch of them we watched, where Ugh. vampires mean zombies. Zombies mean zombies. Being- well,
0: a lot of these might also be that sort of same. It's ac- been acquired by Netflix, so it's exclusive but not an original. Yeah,
3: there's a, there's a couple like of uh,
0: there you'll look at The Hundred, Better Call Saul, uh, Danger Mouse is uh, an exclusive but not an original.
2: Yeah, there's a lot uh, of uh, anime film. series that do the same thing.
0: Mm. Yep, there are. Uh, Voltron, which yeah. uh, Zoe is watching at the moment, and I want to watch but I haven't found the time yet. Apparently,
2: it is very good. Should, it looks really good. We should we'll get, get very together very and good. watch it. I'll form the head. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've watched like one episode of it. Orphan Black
0: as well, whilst it is on the BBC, for a lot of the world, it's a Netflix exclusive. Yeah, I didn't... And I thoroughly recommend that did one. Did
3: not care for Orphan Black.
0: Ah, uh, well, you know, you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is unfortunately going to be the way with a lot of Netflix original shows, is <laughs> I didn't really care for it. Um... Orange is the New Black, Orphan Black, uh, I'm sure there were others. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you tried the 08 yet?
2: Not the 08, um, oh, was it? Oh, there was another one I watched that was about, um, uh, Latin American, um... Narco. No, not Narco, it was all about, like, sort of, um, like a millionaire family and... Oh. Uh, oh what was that one called? that Instagram st- stick in my mind either uh, I'll tell you what I did love though Stranger Things which I haven't watched yet really yep wow. I know um, wait really
0: uh, really I've seen maybe half an episode
2: wow okay
0: now don't don't get me wrong I get all the reasons I should be watching it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. every single one of them I, I know why uh, and I agree with them I, this isn't me resisting watching it at all, this is literally me not having found the time.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a short series so once you get going it won't take you long to finish it, but you do have to set aside the time to start exactly that, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's an absolutely it's it's such a delight of a series It it's basically it uh, uh, Irish, have you watched it?
1: No, I have not. That's not what I keep meaning to watch. You're you're
2: aware aware of the the SCP Foundation, right? Right. Yes.
1: Secure, Contain, Protect. Which
2: is essentially like a, um, a Wikipedia for... Uh, all the various weird things in the world, and it's it's essentially a fan project of creating bizarre campfire story monsters for the Slender modern Man. age. Yeah, like like Slenderman, but also the, I mean, there's so many different things in there, like some really creepy ideas, yeah. really really sinister, creepy ideas, and it's like a nice uh, organization, a big fictional organization that collects these monsters and contains them so that they don't harm people. Imagine an SCP, uh, a series about SCP, right? mixed with an 80s Spielberg-esque film about a bunch of kids and their, like, magic alien slash mutant slash uh, wizard friend that they have to keep secret and hide from their parents.
0: And everything I've seen of Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things has been
2: wonderful. You lego her fucking ego man (laughs) (laughs) Like, Jesus, it's... Oh my God! It's it's absolutely incredible. I can't, uh, I can't. You know those things where say, like, "Oh, I won't sing its praises from the heavens" if you don't, if you don't really into it. I will defend Stranger Things to, <laughs> to my dying breath. I, like everyone was telling me, "Oh, you would really like it." It's you know, it's like a, it's a, it's very eighties, and it's it's got this sort of, it's got horror elements to it. But it's also really got some heartwarming stuff in there, and it's, it really makes you care about the characters, and I was like, okay, cool, no, okay, I'll give it a go. And the soundtrack's really good, alright, oh, yeah, cool. And it's, it's always oh, got some really creepy stuff, like, not like balls to the wall horror, like really unsettling horror. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. The first thing i see when it starts up as the, as the credits and rolling, winona rider let's face this, it that was that, probably right, a draw for you right they no one mentioned winona rider so <laughs> the show starts up the credits start rolling and it says winona rider and i was like why the fuck did no one tell me i would have been here on whatever the equivalent the netflix equivalent of opening night is <laughs> Second question: Why was I not innately, psychically aware that Winona Ryder was going to be in this? Why did my Winona Ryder? Why did my Winona radar not go off? <laughs> also, I'm not going to lie; I hadn't thought of the term Winona radar until just now.
0: I think that's a good one. We we're keeping that. Yes. I
2: might have to invent a Winona radar.
0: That would be very right, one I've
2: not seen much of,
0: but has the perfect casting, and what I've seen of it has been really, really good, is A Series of Unfortunate Events.
3: I, You know what?
2: I've never read the books, and I did see the, uh, shall we say, Unfortunate Movie, uh, <laughs> a, few, a few years back. A very few years back. How long ago was that shit? A no, while so no, but four? So I mean I've never five? read the books either
0: but I'm familiar enough with the premise of the books yeah yeah to know yeah. that Neil Patrick Harris playing Count Olaf is perfect casting <laughs> and indeed Patrick Warburton doing the voiceover as Lemony Snicket is perfect casting
1: like he has Patrick Patrick? War- got Patrick Warburton in it as Lemony Snicket. Patrick Why Warburton have I not watched this yet? Patrick
2: Warburton as a voiceover. Yep. <laughs> uh, with recurring
0: characters from Will Arnett and Kobe Smolders. What? Who play father and mother. Uh, okay. And guest appearances from like Joan Cusack. Um, you've got... Other names there, but Joan <laughs> Cusack. <laughs> I was like, I can't see others I recognize right now. That's a shame. But, like, uh, those are some people who have been well cast, and I would watch the shit out of this when I've got time. Mm. One show I have watched in its entirety was Master of None.
3: Oh, is that the, um, the, the uh, Aziz Ansari? Ansari yeah. Alan
0: Yang. Love that man. You would probably love that show. Ah. It's really, really funny. Uh, it's brilliantly done. It's very much a sort of okay. What, what's it like being an Asian actor in America? Kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of his stand-up. If you if you know his stand-up, you will recognise a lot of the situations in the situation comedy. Yeah. Uh, so you see a lot of his routine sort of played out with full cast and it's really well done. In the
1: first episode, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his stuff, so I'm not sure if I'd watch it. <laughs> I have noticed he's
2: he's a very uh, divisive comedian.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is. But I mean, if you like him, yeah. you yeah. will like Master of None. If you don't, uh, you still might. If you don't, you still might.
1: I mean, That I might, is true. I might give it a go based on your recommendation.
0: Uh, like, there's one episode in particular where they're talking to their... Like, um, Aziz and Alan's characters are both talking to their fathers mm. about how hard their lives are. And it just shows you these flashbacks to their fathers, who are both, you know, immigrants. So when it goes to their childhood, it's the, the life they left behind, including, you know, killing your pet chicken. And uh, <coughs> I can't really do it justice, but there's something about that episode that will stay with me. <laughs> and I guess we've been dancing around the Marvel shows.
2: Yeah, I mean...
0: Let, let's talk about the Marvel shows.
2: yeah. I I am the one person in the world, by the sounds of things, that doesn't really care for the Marvel Netflix shows. Right, you're banned from the show.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have still yet to watch any. But any? Any. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay.
0: Man, we need Rob here for this bit. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, interestingly, like, they, For me, they've gotten better with each one.
2: I'll agree with you on that, because I actually did kind of enjoy um, Luke. Uh, Luke Cage, yeah.
0: I liked Daredevil. I thought it was a well-done version of the property, and I, I'm a long-time Daredevil reader. Not obsessive, but I've been reading Daredevil storylines in trades more than singles, like, for most of my comic reading life yeah. so I've kept up to date with the character and let's face it there have been other attempts at doing the character on screen that have been less successful (laughs)
2: and
0: I thought this was a really well done version of the character and doing things like the homage to the old boy fight scene smart, fun filmmaking I thought it was well done all round I thought it was something very different from Marvel which I liked. Yes. It managed to keep the street-level guys street-level.
2: It, it creates this sort of uh, divide between movie-verse and TV-verse. Yes. Which, which I, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does not. Yes. It sort of sits somewhere in the middle. I, and I, I will say, I really enjoy that. I really like that they have decided to give it a completely different feel and go, right, this is where we're going to experiment with the dark and the grit and the, the human element of things. Yeah. I like that. I do like that. And then along came Jessica Jones, which I
0: was a big fan of Alias, Mm. the specific Jessica Jones comic series that this came from. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I remember quite clearly when they said they were basically doing Alias, I was like, I'm kind of not sure that's a great idea. Because... Alias is dark as fuck and can you do something with that feel Daredevil was grittier than most of what Marvel have done but could you go fully into the stuff Alias deals with the full on post traumatic stress disorder yeah um, the darkness of Alias and then Brian Michael Bendis said look I've seen Rushes of this show and they've nailed it. So when it had The Blessing and it had Carrie Ann Moss attached and David Tennant attached and Kristen Ritter attached, I was like, okay, bring it on. And I thought it was fantastic. Like, I thought it was another level above Daredevil. I really, really loved that show.
3: I got one episode in and it, oh, something about it just thoroughly rubbed me the wrong way. I...
0: I mean... Mm. It, it's... It's not a show I would necessarily say everyone should watch. Yeah. Because it is dark, and it deals with very uncomfortable stuff, I, and I, 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 there are people I know who should not watch it. Yeah,
3: I'm not saying it's a... I'm not by any chance saying it's a bad show, but it was so thoroughly unpleasant to watch for me that... Yeah. Yeah, um... Mm, I I could not get more than one episode in
0: I mean the whole point of the Alias story is it's always darkest just before the dawn you know it has to be rough for the triumph to be meaningful
3: absolutely and you can't just have every single story you tell be you know happy flowers and sunshine
0: yes and it's very interesting for Marvel to have a damaged character um who, the redemption is a victory, but not a fix. If that makes sense, the the idea that the the journey isn't always about fixing yourself and making everything going away, but learning to live. Yeah, it, it's it's is a really interesting and powerful
2: and necessary narrative. Absolutely, absolutely. I think necessary is is a really good way to put it. Mm. I mean, that's how I always looked at the Alias comic book. Mm.
0: And, by all means, if you are not going to get on with the post-traumatic stress disorder, gaslighting, emotional abuse, and
2: rape allegory of Jessica Jones, avoid it like the plague. Oh, yeah. Because they don't pull punches. They, oh, it, it, it's something to sort of be uh, commended in a way. It's like, they, they don't shy away from it. And they have a lot of opportunities to do so. Again, even just from what, you know, episode one, there are so many opportunities for them to sort of... Pull back a little bit and mm. and soften the blow that you, would, you you sort of expect to happen because it's it's a TV show, and it's like you were saying about you know doing a TV show of the alias storyline and going, all right, but they wouldn't do this, you yeah, know. and then they did, and then they do, yeah, and then they did Luke Cage, which I will say I will agree is probably the best of the uh, of the Marvel series for me anyway. Oh, for me as well. And again, you're not pulling any punches. Oh, fucking hell, yeah.
0: Like, this does for racism, what Jessica Jones did for emotional abuse and gaslighting and all of that. It does not shy away from its premise. It does not in any way pull punches on what Luke Cage as a character represents. Yes. And without wanting to go too political in this show... The time is right to make
2: another bulletproof black man hero yeah, story. This is absolutely the sort of uh, yeah. I, I, I exactly know what we were saying. We don't we to get too political, but yeah, just switch on the news on any given day, and and you will see that this is definitely the superhero of the the here and now. Because um, I mean, th- that is where Luke Cage
0: comes from. He comes from the fear of every black person in America walking the street with American police also Mm. walking those streets. And he comes from the, I mean, superheroes are power fantasy, and the power fantasy there is, what if that held no fear for you? And and that story uh, has always been relevant, but has oh, yeah. circled around to becoming incredibly relevant once again.
2: And mixing it in with sort of other elements of the 21st century, sort of the gentrification of um, historically sort of poorer and more um, sort of <sighs> dangerous parts of New York. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's 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 very much it's it's a, a very very. It, again, it's a, it's a superhero show, you know. There there is the element of of fantasy to it, but it it still is a very, almost painfully close look into uh, in, into black New York, um, and yeah, it's it's really just to, to look at. It, I've just had to say it. It's a superhero show, yeah. But fucking hell, is it so gr- grounded and and yeah. Well, I mean it's little things like in one episode
0: when I mean the whole thing comes up, of course it does. Is Luke Cage a hero or a villain? Because yes. he's a black man running rampant and the police can't control him, so he's a hero to the people on the streets, a menace to the authoritarians. Um and, and they're doing this sort of series of um media interviews, sort of expressing the different opinions, and there's Method Man appearing as himself. Huh doing a sort of I'm all about the guy because of course it Wu Tang and Marvel, there's a whole thing there. Yeah. And, and at one point Luke walks into a bodega and there's Method Man in the bodega and you realise oh, they live in the same neighborhood there. <laughs> you know? And that that really grounds it. Yeah. For me as well. You know, it's that sense of reality of wait, he's a real person. This is a
2: very real setting. And although I'm only a few episodes in um, it, it takes a lot of motivation. It makes it makes me sound like I really dislike the show when I say it, but it takes a lot of motivation for me to watch an episode of Luke Cage. I've got to really dedicate myself to sitting down and watching an episode of Luke Cage. Um, again, it's a little bit like the Jessica Jones thing. There's a lot of discomfort there. There's a lot of, ooh, you know, I don't feel very comfortable watching th- what's going on here. Um, but once I'm there, half you know, about halfway through the episode, fucking hell, I'm I'm completely enthralled. So, yeah, yeah, like I said, I'm not into the Marvel series. I'll give Luke Cage a pass on that one. I actually do really like it. And you know what? I'm only a couple of episodes in, so the characters may change and whatnot. But my God, I would so just watch an entire series about the, quote-unquote, the villains of Luke Cage.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Cottonmouth is fucking awesome. Oh, oh you see...
0: I want to make a comment. Yes,
2: because I'm going to assume characters change. Either someone's going to die, someone's going to do a face turn, like all this, that and the other, has the possibility to to move around. Yes. All I'll say
0: is... Because I don't want to spoil this because it's an incredible bit of storytelling. Yeah. But the investment Luke Cage made in a swerve was so powerful right like you don't normally put that much heat behind something that's gonna get cut short and it's such a great bit of storytelling mm. and oh yeah the players change
2: yeah I, i'm watching shades mostly and going i don't quite get <laughs> what your deal is and what luke's deal is Oh, I like, yeah. oh I like shades oh i like i hate shades <laughs> but i love to hate shades it,
0: you're a Game of Thrones watcher or reader, mm. um Shade is frequently referred to as the little finger of Luke Cage.
2: Oh
1: Christ. And I need to
2: I know right, where what have I seen him in before? Because this is something that keeps blocking me every time I watch this bloody show. I keep talking about
0: um, Yeah,
2: I know I've seen him in something before.
0: Could be anything. Have you watched uh Law and Order, the no. Sarah Connor Chronicles? No. Uh have you seen Who's the actor? Oh uh, Teo Rossi, uh, Sons of Anarchy. I mean, no. he was big in that.
2: There's something he's got very, very like his eyes catch here. Hmm. I'm, just gonna, you know, i just gonna look through his. Uh, um, Cloverfield. I, no,
0: never saw. Him. He was in Cloverfield. Uh, I don't know then, but I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Probably best known for Sons of Anarchy.
2: Yeah. Right. I've gone down his uh, his IMDb page. I have not seen him in anything else. <laughs> so I don't know he's apparently some kind of mind construct. It's the only thing I can think of.
0: The other thing I want to give a shout out to the Marvel shows for is uh the Punisher.
2: Oh, cuz he turns up in Daredevil season 2, doesn't he? He does. Again, I watch the first He really of really three. does. And ho- holy fuck <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might. It's so good. I might watch season two of Daredevil at some point. I watched the first episode, and I might have to rewatch it because it was so long ago that I've completely forgotten everything. Um, I started off liking Daredevil, and as time went on, I just sort of lost interest, and really, really was not into it by the end. The final episode for me, I don't know. I, I really, it's stupid because it, it, you know, it's Daredevil. I knew this was going to happen. I hate the Daredevil costume. Oh, I like it. Yeah, a lot of people do, but I'm just like, I look at it and go, just, I don't know, I think it's because I got so used to the the, the black mask and all that, Mm. um, that when, then you're suddenly seeing him with the little red horns and the little, all that sort of this and the other going. Well, yeah, he's Daredevil. I know. And that's the thing. Yeah, he's Daredevil. But I'm looking at it going, it just, it just sort of seems to highlight now how kind of silly it looks. Well, you can't put him in the year one costume for more than the, a year. Well, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I'm not suggesting they should, but what it reminded me of was I know I know Jack will know about. It, I know Irish will know this. Like the the 1990 Captain America film, right, right, where. They do all the, 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 the character intro of him, <clears throat> right. of him getting the injection, becoming the super soldier and everything. Yeah. And then it cuts to his first mission, and he's on the plane about to be dropped in, and he's wearing the Captain America outfit with the little right. wings on the helmet and everything. And there's no explanation... I know there is an explanation for, for Daredevil, but it, it feels the same way with It's just suddenly he's there with the little wings on the helmet and there's no explanation as to why he's suddenly wearing a giant American flag outfit with wings on the helmet. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just drop that on us. <laughs>
0: But it's funny, actually, they do a similar thing with John Bernthal's Punisher in season two.
2: Because he didn't have the skull on his shirt when I saw him in episode one.
0: No, he doesn't for most of the season until the very end. Huh. Uh, so they do like the same thing. This is his origin. This is him before he is the Punisher. And so you see that build-up to him getting the costume. Ah, okay. And seeing as his costume is a little less silly than the Daredevil one, that might be a little less offensive to you. Um, But his performance as the Punisher in that show was so good. It's one of the things I can't help but notice about the TV shows is it has... All of them have much, much stronger villains than the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Vincent good. D'Onofrio is such a good kingpin.
2: He scares the shit out of me. As <laughs> well he should.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm just uh, like, please, John Burnthorpe. Yeah, please don't let him fly off the handle.
0: John Burnthorpe's as Punisher is amazing. David Tennant and... As you were saying, um, Ali as Cottonmouth. Yes. Oh, yeah. So good. And Taylor Rossi as Shades. So good. And now, if hmm, if Daredevil's costume being sort of Daredevil's costume and a bit silly was a problem for you, you might have an issue coming up in Luke Cage <laughs> Don't towards the end. Tell me, he gets the tiara. Well, Oh, actually, yes, but only for one episode and in a way that makes perfect sense and is fucking hilarious.
2: Okay, okay. Um,
0: I, that is a spoiler, but I will say you see a flashback to his creation, his origin. Yeah. And part of the experiment is he has things around his wrists to do deliver uh, injections yeah. and a thing around his head to restrain him, Yeah. but is otherwise uh. naked. He breaks out and he's still got the circlet around his head and the things around his wrist, and he has to steal clothes off of a washing line, and right. it's like green it, pants and yellow t-shirt,
2: yellow open and shirt. <laughs> so he does
0: the classic Luke Cage look, but only for one flashback, excellent. and it's fucking hilarious. That is that's amazing, that's
2: excellent. That's oh.
0: That's, but that's, as a spoiler, by the end of the series, you will see Diamondback, the classic Luke Cage villain, ooh. and and oh, he's he's so dumb. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because right. they went full diamond back with him,
1: yeah, they went full on, yes, wow, <laughs> it's great, like that has probably
2: replaced my my number one favorite Luke Cage moment, which I really love to see if they ever sort of mixed movie verses, which wouldn't work because I think it's oh fantastic Four still owned by uh uh Fox or Sony, yeah, fox, um, my favorite comic moment of Luke Cage, where uh Dr. Doom hires him for, uh, right. he has him for, like, I think it's just, like, $200 just to go and do a little job for him, and then stiffs him. Like, just doesn't pay him and goes back to Latveria. Luke Cage charters a plane to Latveria, invades Doctor, uh, you know, Doom's castle, beats the shit out of all of his security and robots, Yeah, grabs Doctor Doom in his thing, and beats the ever-loving shit out of him. And it's suddenly just like, what, 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 what are you, why are you doing this? You know, you know, I I hired you and, you know, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to kill you. I didn't do anything. And then Luke saying, yeah, you, you know, you never, you never paid me. Like, you, you invaded my country and you're trying to kill me over $200? Yeah. Well, just take the money and go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I've posted a link in the chat to a picture of Luke Cage in the classic costume. Oh, it's my just God. so fun.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> that is phenomenal.
1: Oh shit.
0: <laughs> so yeah, they did it for the flashback and it worked so well. I was creased up laughing at that point. Oh, that's tell, you what,
1: beautiful. The, tell you what, the quality of the photo makes it look like it's from that period too. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I couldn't find a better one but yeah it's just <laughs> it's genius. So yeah I think yeah the Marvel shows got stronger as they went on but I think that's a trend that's going to stop now.
2: What's their next
1: what defenders?
2: It's...
1: No it's well, uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. It's uh, Iron Fist. Fist it?
0: Because right here's the thing. I liked Daredevil already. So I wasn't surprised that I liked the show. I liked Jessica Jones. Well I liked Alias a lot already so I wasn't surprised that I liked the show. I quite like Luke Cage already, so I'm not surprised that I liked the show.
1: Not an Iron Fist fan, then. God, no. <laughs> what is Iron Fist?
0: He's a white guy who is the best at Kung Fu because of magic that he
1: took from the Asian people. <laughs> okay. He killed, the, he killed the dragon. What? Yes. Wait. He's
0: a dragon. Yes. He's a white guy who killed a dragon and stole Asian magic, and now he's the best Kung fu I this... fucking hate Iron Fence.
2: <sighs> oh, God. Basically, it, it's great
0: because he's pre-whitewashed. Like, they don't need to do the whitewash casting because the character is
2: already white. This is the perfect time to... Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, God damn it. I d- yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know so that. So I might skip this
1: one. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's he's, a- a- he's always been like that, though, hasn't he? So. It's oh yeah, big. he
2: has. That's why well, I've never liked it him. It might be interesting to see, given given the the Marvel TV shows' um, sort of unflinching look at things. It could be very interesting to see if 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 they go for the whole cultural appropriation angle. Possibly. That but I mean, know. he has to remain the hero. Yeah. That's yeah. the
0: hard part here. Is Just, he has to look
2: good he has to well no 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 no. he has to remain the hero no no part of that says he has to look good no that's true that is true
0: so yeah I'm, I'm not thrilled about Iron Fist but I am looking forward to Defenders I'm trying to think of other Netflix shows and one show that I've got to mention yep in terms of Netflix originals uh, because I've banged on about the film enough on World 1 Stage 1 <laughs> uh, Dear White People is getting a Netflix original series oh so if you haven't taken my advice and watched the film yet uh maybe save it for the series where you get the stories told in long form and they'll uh explore more of the characters stories rather than stripping it down to keep it at feature length mm.
2: that uh you last from um creed in it didn't it yeah it did yeah
0: That's like the lead character
2: excellent is she gonna be in the series
0: I don't think she's resuming her role, okay. no. Um, <clears throat> a bunch of people aren't, because obviously movies and TVs are very different filming commitments. Oh, yeah. So we, we're looking at a different cast here, but we're looking at the same characters, the same creator, and very much the same concept. So I'm strongly looking forward to this show.
1: Hmm. Well when it comes to Netflix originals, my uh, particular wheelhouse is in the animation department.
0: Yeah, your experience is a little different to ours. Mm.
1: Having watched a lot of the uh, Netflix original animations with Eevee, or you know, if it didn't suit her needs, I watched it, like Voltron. Um, but they, you know, they have an exclusive deal with DreamWorks. So pretty much uh, 80% of the animation original stuff is DreamWorks related. So you got stuff which is uh, spin-offs from movies that they're probably never going to make a sequel to.
0: Yeah, so you've got Turbo spin-off there, the Puss in Boots spin-off from Shrek. Mm-hmm.
1: You've got... Uh, Peabody and Sherman, is that DreamWorks? Peabody yeah, and Sherman, yep. Uh, you've got uh, Home, the little alien... Uh, you got the All Hail King Julian, which is the spin off from Penguins of Madagascar, which is a spin off from Madagascar. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like setting up, it, especially his story, how he became who he is, which is weird. Um, you got Dino Trucks, which is, you know, take two of the most popular kids' things dinosaurs and trucks. Mm mashing together and make a TV show. Trucks
0: who are dinosaurs who are trucks. Indeed. And I remember popular. you telling me about that and I was saying that is the perfect kids' show because yeah. all kids love dinosaurs and trucks.
1: Yeah. And it's immensely popular. I mean it's got three seasons on Netflix as it is. Toy Line, a whole bunch of stuff. Um again, like you're saying how the Marvels got progressively better. DreamWorks animations got progressively better as they've gone along. Um, With their most recent one, which is a fantastic show, which uh, I didn't realise until about a third of the way through, who who was one of the commanding leads behind it, um, is Trollhunters.
0: Yeah, we were talking about this one as well, because Mm. written by Gilmero Del Toro. Oh!
1: yeah I like him
0: and Uh, starring Anton Yelchin Kelsey Grammer Ron Perlman mm mhm it's like what the hell
1: yep and it's uh done by the guy who did Avatar The Last Airbender
0: so that's a hell of a lot of power behind that Mm -hmm. show
1: and it's a really good show it's uh CG very uh beautifully animated for a TV show, you get catch progression. You know, it's twenty, twenty-six episodes for season one, which for a Netflix animated show, is pretty fucking good.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a full series by yeah. American
1: standards. Yeah, and they're twenty-three minutes an episode, and you've got a, a myriad of uh, characters, villains. Uh, situations, you know, and it's all basically about this kid who gets chosen by Magical MacGuffin become the new troll hunter, which every troll hunter before that was a troll themselves, and they hunt bad trolls. So it's the society trying to get around the fact that he's a human while well, he's trying to come to the fact of Trolls exist, <laughs> and that he now has to. He is literally the, the the guy that calls for everything, everything from, go kill this monster, go fight this monster to. Clear up this vermin, which in this case are gnomes, fucking gnomes. <laughs> so if you think you know your garden gnome, big bushy white beard, red hat, but with, serrated teeth and. Duh. Are immensely uh, fast, and under their hat is actually a horn. So the trolls tend to use them as darts. <laughs> of yes. course. It's, it's a really good show. And uh, yeah, uh, Kelsey Grammer really surprised me, and he's, his character's great.
0: Oh, I love Kelsey Grammer. He's in, like the, uh, in the. his performances,
1: he's the mentor character. And you've got uh, the two, like, two troll characters that follow him around. Uh, you've got Castle character. And you've got another one co- um, I can't remember. What's his name? Pressed. Uh... That's annoying me now. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Castle character and you've got a character called Arg. Who is massive Hulk-ish type character, who is a pacifist. Something in his past has made him not want to fight anymore.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, that's um, Fred Tatasciore.
1: Mm.
3: Tatasciore? Eh?
0: Tatasciore, eh? yes, who is voice acting legend. Yep. Yeah. He is the Hulk. In anything yep. animated, he is the Hulk. Yep. Unless they're using archive of Lou Ferrigno, it's Fred.
1: Not not archive. Lou Ferrigno comes and redoes it all. Well,
0: fair enough. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I would imagine that there would be enough of Lou whole yeah. yeah. on yeah. record that you could use archive. Yeah,
1: but he's like he, any any situation where he can get in there and be um, the Hulk, he does it. But yeah, the the, the voice actor, he's
0: get a paycheck every time
1: yeah he's been pretty much the Hulk's voice actor since 2006 that's a good run hmm well the Hulk's you know he's been in a lot of a lot of stuff so but yeah he, he's playing this character in this and yeah it's a great show if 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 you're up for watching something animated on Netflix something new original Trollhunters is a great one to get on get into I'll
0: be honest I'm tempted I, I might well have a look at that one
1: I marathoned it in a day because it, it was just you know I put it on and like oh what's the, this is a new thing I always try the stuff of it and it didn't really seem something that Eevee would watch so I put it on one day and I was just like oh okay I just let it keep running while I was sort of doing other things and then eventually I stopped doing the other things and just sat there and watched the show
2: (laughs) that's good this is my review it made me
1: stop doing other things (laughs) yeah well you know as as geeky as we are we usually put stuff on the background while we you know do something on the computers or play games or whatever yeah it makes sense this show was good enough to stop me doing what i was doing it caught your attention (laughs) that
0: that is high praise Mm.
1: and you know you think dreamworks and dreamworks you know they're 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 more known for their movies than they are for their tv series but this is since since their deal with netflix for originals they've done fantastically
0: yeah they also fall into the next thing I was going to mention about Netflix, which is the stuff that is exclusive to Netflix but is picking up a license that was dropped elsewhere mm. because they picked up DreamWorks's Dragons show yes after From it it Network. the, like yeah.
1: the fourth series of it yeah, it's just uh, it's the third third series, but it in itself is on its fourth season.
0: <laughs> so it's it's season three, but that has four
1: seasons, yeah, so whereas where like the first two dragon series were set after the first dragon movie, this one is actually set pre the second dragon's movie and sets up the world yeah you know, how the world is set up in the second movie, fair enough, so it yeah. They had, they had some wiggle room with this one. Mm. So it's the older cast and all that kind of stuff.
0: But they've done this with quite a lot, like uh, Star Wars Clone Wars.
1: Mm.
0: Last season, Netflix exclusive, uh, Arrested Development. They picked that up and rang with it. Um, yeah. Black Mirror. Yeah. Three of Black Mirror is on Netflix. You know, it's uh, it's an interesting thing that they're doing now. There are certain shows with lapsed Um, that I would quite like them to pick up. And then then there's... Like Mystery Science Theatre, which they're picking up soon. Ooh. That's cool. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Obviously, casting has changed around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I believe Joel is still involved. I think he's still writing. Um, But I know that... um, co-host of the Nerdist podcast and fairly funny man in his own right, Jonah Ray is going to be starring. So he's going to be the the new host. Um, And I know that Felicia Day is in there as well. Huh. Uh, I think Patton Oswalt is turning up. Oh Christ. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, more mystery science theatre. kind of like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, something to look forward to. There's some stuff that, you know, we'd, we'd like to see, and there's stuff that we would rather they don't touch. <laughs> like, there is no need to do more Firefly.
0: No, no, I don't, I don't want it.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Like, it's been too long, the expectations are too high, you couldn't actually make a good enough show at this point.
1: Just leave it as it is. So the only, and if they were to do it, they'd have to do it not including Serenity. Yeah. Because that kind of, you know, <laughs> gets or, rid of some of the, the best characters. Yeah, or Wash or Book, if they did. Yeah.
0: So what about Amazon? Ooh. I think Amazon Prime. I think it's worth pointing out that Netflix aren't the only people doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No. I think they are better at it than anyone else. <laughs> that's
1: what we got, we got we've got Amazon Prime, we've got Crackle. That's you Sony's one. That's Sony's streaming service. I think Well
0: Amazon really they, of the original shows they've put out, mm. they put out one that I thought, oh I'll watch that. And I have to say, it let me down. Which one was that? And that was the the man in the high castle.
3: Oh, the the the, um, the Philip K. Dick story.
0: That's right. Yep. Um, and uh, the reason why I thought, oh, I'll watch that, is probably apparent in what you just said. <laughs> yeah. It's not a terrible attempt, but it's yeah, it left me cold. It just wasn't. It wasn't Philip K. Dick's story for one thing. Ah uh but that's fine adaptations don't have to be blade runner isn't the original story by any means but it's true to the spirit yeah uh this kind of wasn't it was going in its own direction going oh we we're, we're playing with you know um narratives yeah. of authoritarianism and fascism we can have we, there's a lot of room for us to maneuver in that and they just took it in a slightly different direction that i was like eh, i don't like that but they have announced they're doing an anthology show of Philip K. Dick. Now, I think that is something that's a very good idea, because Philip K. Dick was excellent at turning out a short story. Very quickly. Very quickly. Um, but his longer-form narratives are rarer and harder to adapt. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. they're
3: pretty fucking weird.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> but... If you want to talk about a sort of Twilight Zone style, each episode is its own thing, pump out the stories. That's a perfect show. Oh my god! You
2: could could call it the Dick Dimension. You
0: could, but they're calling it Electric (laughs) Dreams.
2: Oh, that's even that's better than that's 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 actually better. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, Ignore what I said. But you know, what, you know <laughs> That just leaves Dick Dimension open for my own show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm slightly heartened by the fact that it's being exec produced by uh, Ronald Moore and Brian Cranston.
2: Ooh. Hmm.
0: So I have high hopes for Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. That will probably be the next show I try and watch mm. on Amazon unless The Tick comes out first.
3: Yeah, see, see, with with Amazon, uh, I never watched any of the original shows. For me, Amazon video is, is just a, a DC's Young Justice delivery service.
0: <laughs> <laughs> only- yeah, I mean, nothing it's got out right now is particularly compelling, but there's a bunch of stuff sort of on the radar that I'm keeping an eye out for like they're doing a tremors show yes oh, that <gasps> could be interesting oh my God. i believe they're distributing preacher so i'll probably at least give that a go they're
3: doing is lucifer is an amazon
1: original as well isn't lucifer it? isn't
0: is again amazon distributed oh, yes Okay. so it's it's like the exclusive rather than the original
1: yeah Is a pilot for zombie
0: left Oh yeah, yeah. They right. One of the things they do that's actually quite interesting is, whereas Netflix are very behind the scenes about what they are planning, and then when they think they've got a hit, they make it and just drop a whole season on you. Amazon do pilots, and they will put out a pilot episode on the service just on its own and say, "This show is one we might make if enough of you watch it." Uh, That's where Man in the High Castle came from. It was just one episode that they dropped and lots of people watched it. So they were like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll make that one. Hmm. So they are throwing a lot at the wall to see what sticks. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, they'll probably make like half a dozen to a dozen pilots every year and just drop them as single episodes and see how they do.
1: That's an interesting method. They're doing an animation based on Costume Quest. Yes, yes they are. That's awesome. I really like Costume Quest. That's a great game. And
0: they're doing a Tom Clancy drama based on Jack Ryan. More Jack Ryan. More Jack Ryan is more Jack Ryan.
3: (laughs) You're not wrong, I guess.
0: I'm I'm not. No, I'm I'm making statements I can stand behind there. (laughs) (laughs) And they're also doing a Buckaroo Banzai, which is insane uh and kevin smith is doing it because
3: he's insane
0: yeah and he's a big buckaroo banzai fan so like i I can't remember the story of how this came up but yeah somehow he landed doing a buckaroo banzai tv adaptation for amazon and i will definitely watch the first episode of that i'm not (laughs) promising i'll watch the second
1: He revealed he'd be walking away from the series after MGM filed a lawsuit against the original creators. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, Although he stated he'd be willing to come back on board if they wanted him. Okay. That was in November.
0: Fair enough. That might affect whether I even watch the first episode. Mm. But if it is Kevin Smith's Buckaroo Banzai, I will at least watch the first episode.
1: Yeah.
2: But also to see if we get any nicer cameos in the...
0: Yes, which I I hope you would. Yeah.
2: But that's kind of it for Amazon. I don't think there's a lot else to say there. Other than to reiterate that people should go and get it just to watch Young Justice. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way to legally own it, like, to watch it in the UK at the moment. It is, yeah. And well worth it.
1: I mean, looking at what's, you know to come and stuff even i'm just like yeah i mean when it comes to netflix originals i mean uh, me and gen have been watching um well say watching put on the background uh grand Tour. when we've been eating dinner just to see what what they're doing with it Mm -hmm. and it's you know same it's top gear it's still three white guys talking about cars and stuff but the set piece episodes when they, you know, when they go abroad and do stuff yeah. are still good but I did the whole one not like the first one I did they, they made beach buggies and then had to drive across uh, I think Tanzania hmm
0: well I suppose they got Amazon money behind them and Amazon need that one to do well because we've just covered that there's not a lot
1: there. I mean, they've got a whole thing with it where they try to have special guests on the show like they used to do in Top Gear but BBC managed to put a block on that from them being able to actually do that. (laughs) So they have this whole segment for that and you get, you know, they see the celebrity but the celebrity dies like before it reaches the, 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 the set Okay. Every time, as they're sort of, that's the on-running joke about it. So they had uh, Simon Pegg in one episode, and he was walking, you know, they had the camera following him through the town that they were in, and uh, then he fell off the bridge and drowned in the river. That was their way around it. Huh. Yeah. So...
0: Well, that seems strangely petty.
1: <laughs> <Meh>. <laughs> no, surely epi- not. No. Christ, <laughs> the first the first episode starts with Jeremy Clarkson walking out of the BBC offices to then go on to this.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there is an audience there. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I'm it.
3: We're not in that audience, but uh, they um, that doesn't mean they don't exist.
1: No. Oh, Christ, it's been renewed for two more seasons. Of course it has. Mm. It's made them a lot of money, apparently, so...
0: Yeah. Like I said, there is an audience there.
1: Yeah. It is impressive what they have done with Amazon money, though. Some of the shit they get up to is ridiculous. I'm
0: sure they are good at spending that money. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's something I don't
1: doubt their ability to do. No, no, indeed. So, we got Netflix, and we got yep. Amazon. Yep.
0: And I think there's a winner between the two.
1: Yep. <laughs> Who's the third contender? Because I don't really count Crackle. Lots of small players. Um,
0: one thing that's probably worth mentioning, CBS, of course, are trying to start a streaming service, which they're shipping with a show uh, that outside of America and possibly Canada, I'm not sure how the streaming rights go with CBS, will be a Netflix exclusive. So we'll be watching it on Netflix in the UK. Yeah. And that is Star Trek Discovery. Ah. So yeah, this is a show I don't know what to make of.
2: Cautiously optimistic or, like, uh, prepared for the worst? I think confused. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> Cause um it's like all the people involved are just there's good, bad and weird. You look at Brian Fuller hmm. as like showrunner um and executive producer, but stepping back from being like lead writer. Okay, well he's great yep. but stepping back, okay. So you're still there but not actually gonna be running it. As much as we'd hoped. Hmm. Uh, and also Alex Kurtzman, who, I, in himself, I don't know what to make of him. I, I,
3: I recognise the name, but I, for the life of me, I don't know from where.
0: Well, he's had a very prolific career, and some of it has been great, and some of it has been awful. Like, he was a exec producer and writer on Hercules and Xena. Oh, Which, depending on how you look at it, were terrible and wonderful. At the same time. (laughs) At the same time. Yes. uh, Alias, the show, not the comic, uh, which I really liked. But I think that's where his relationship with J.J. Abrams began. Transformers Prime. Transformers Prime. Oh. But at the same time, uh, you go over there and it's like Michael Bay's Transformers. The Watchmen movie. The original J.J. Abrams Star Trek reboot. He was a co-writer on and Into Darkness, Transformers, Ooh. Revenge of the Fallen. Ooh,
2: Cowboys uh, and and Into
0: Darkness, and yeah, Cowboys and Aliens, 2. And, yeah. So it's like the deeper in you go, it's like he got bad.
3: Oh, not not the Brothers Grimsby.
0: Yeah. Oh. Although that's only a special thanks. Oh, okay. He didn't necessarily have anything to do with that.
2: I mean, he must have had something to do with it.
0: Well, not necessarily. Like um, Kevin Smith gets uh, a thanks in the credits of *Goodwill Hunting*, but literally all he did was put the script on someone's desk and say, "You should read that." Huh. So, uh, special thanks literally is just them going, nod to this guy. It doesn't mean he actually had anything to do with the making of the thing. Fair but anyway, um, so he's he's a. A weird one, like I don't know if his presence makes me feel more positive or less. I mean, it could be it could be Roberta Orsi. That is true. It's it's at least not Bob Orsi. Yeah. That that would be a death knell. And then you've got uh, Sinead Martin Green as number one, the lead character, not the captain, but the lead character. Who I've I've heard good things about her in Walking Dead. Not seen it. Obviously, uh, I've not seen her in anything actually, but like, there's um, there's some beef to her CV. You know, she's got good credits behind her: The Good Wife, The Walking Dead. Um, Once Upon a Time. Mixed opinions on that I've heard, but
2: I I quite like it. But it's, it's it oh, I have to, it's it's like Luke Cage. I have to keep forcing myself to to get up and watch an episode.
0: Yeah. I I I've, I get what you mean
1: I didn't mind once upon a time To start getting Outside of Like classic f- Stories And start going to stuff like Wizard of Oz And the Pirates of the Caribbean Fair enough Wait, wait, wait Doug Jones
0: Yeah Yeah, I, I was just gonna come onto this Like, Woman of Color is the lead That's actually really strong Doug Jones
2: Yeah He's in it Which is amazing. So we know there's going to be some kind of weird-looking alien as a major character. Oh, yeah, no,
0: he has been... It's been declared that yeah, he will be an alien character. He won't be appearing as a human.
2: Because it's Doug Jones. Just just tell me he's coming back as that weird moon-faced guy he played in the old McDonald's adverts. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing.
0: I suspect not. I suspect you're going to be disappointed there. Um, Anthony Rapp. Now... Like I like that we've got a confirmed gay character in a Star Trek show. I think that's fantastic. I think it's a little weird that he's this high up in the cast list and is playing an astromycologist, i.e. a studier of fungus.
1: Huh. Hmm.
0: Now, how big a part is fungus going to play in this show? Too big. Well, if they want to keep him busy, quite possibly. Uh, but Anthony Rapp, if you don't know him um, he was one of the original cast of Rent on stage. Huh. Wait, like, original? Yes, original Broadway cast. Wow. And um, I believe also did the movie version? Yes he did. So if you've seen the original Broadway production, the original tour or the, uh, actually he was the original off-Broadway as well So, you know, he was, all the way through the end of the first national tour and um, the movie version, Mm. he was Mark in Rent, one of the two leads. He's got a huge theatre career, and and quite a lot of film career as well, to be honest. Um, It just, it feels like a strange choice. Not a bad choice by any means, it's just not
2: one I would have assumed. I guess, like, you know, surprises are a nice thing to see in it. Not not bad surprises. They can be, yeah. Uh, we've got someone cast as a young Sarak. Yes, I noticed that. That's um, Which is interesting.
0: Uh, is mm. he going to be a regular character? How are they going to work that in? And Michelle Yeoh is the captain, who is listed as recurring cast, not main cast, which,
2: that says weird things about this as a show. yeah. In that it's it's about the quote unquote the down belows, the the yeah. uh, the other cast, the other crew, sorry. Which is I mean not necessarily a bad idea, but it's
0: it's, it's definitely not something we've tried before. Hmm. And then there's the ship design. What do you think of the ship design? Well like all of Ralph Macquarie's work, the it's an a nice piece of art, but all of Ralph Macquarie's concept art has been modified somewhat before it turned up on screen. because like Ralph yeah. Macquarie, very, very famous um, illustrator and hugely influential to modern science fiction. I, I will take nothing away from the man. He did concept art for Star Wars. It, there's just no getting around that a lot of the look of Star Wars is influenced by Macquarie but if R2 and C-3PO had looked like the original Macquarie drawings <laughs> I don't think that film would have done as well as it did no <laughs> it, it's simply that a lot of his work <laughs> is great for setting a mood but if you just adapt it straight, what you end up with on the screen looks a little bit ridiculous. And I agree, well, I I maintain that that is true of his design for the Enterprise in... What was the series that didn't happen?
2: Uh, Anything after Toz?
0: No, no, the one that actually didn't happen. Because TNG, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager all did happen. Right. I mean, the, um, the sort of reboot of the original series that never actually happened. Oh, oh,
3: um, uh, 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 th- not phase two. Was it phase-, phase two? Yeah, it was
0: phase two. Okay. It was phase two. Yeah, yeah. Um, this ship is based very heavily and very closely on Macquarie's design for the phase two Enterprise. And it fits in that category for me of Macquarie designs that should be adapted before they're put on screen which is basically a really, really long-winded way of me saying I don't like it. <laughs> what do you reckon of it?
3: I mean, hang on, have, have you got, like, a, a link to Because, I mean, all the ones I'm, I'm finding are, like, really out-of-focus, shitty-quality
0: pictures. Uh, okay, let's see if I can find one. Um, <laughs> because you will find that, because it was only released in sort of low-res test footage, yeah. to be honest. Uh, have at that...
3: It kind of it with the with the angular stuff to it. It looks basically like the Enterprise fucked a bird of prey.
0: Yes, that's what a lot of people have said yeah. about Macquarie's design way back in the day, uh, and also this new design.
3: Yeah, the hull is very not the hull. The dish is really small.
0: Like to give you a sense, uh, this is the original Macquarie design for Phase Two, and people are going to have to Google this shit themselves. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put links in the description. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, if I remember to, <laughs> what are the odds of that?
3: I hmm. mean, yeah, it's not. It's not anywhere near as pretty as the Enterprise was. Wedge in space.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it is. I mean, very plainly ugly. But it's it is. Like cargo, it, it's like a cargo ship. It's it's clearly designed at me because it is both a spaceship and has. A gigantic booty. So, <laughs> it appeals to me on many, many levels. Like, I,
0: I just can't get on with it yeah. as a design. It's unpleasant to look at, as far as I'm concerned. And it's also brown. <laughs> I mean, they could... Like, that, that is genuinely not helping, is, the yeah. fact that it's brown.
2: It's kind of like a a, a a sort of beigey brown, you know, like a. It is, but no Starfleet ship has ever been brown. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more of a, a Cardassian color or a Ferengi color. Or a Ferengi, yeah, uh, it's. Ferengi it... had more, sorry, te- the the Cardassians had more like an ochre thing going on.
0: Like this was early visualization footage. It's subject to change. Oh yeah. And dear God, I hope it changes. Because like. Everything we were talking about, the, the, the good and the bad and the weird of the casting and the people involved, I look at that ship and I'm just like, I'm not sure I could watch
2: that. Yeah. If
0: it looks like that, I'm genuinely not sure I could watch that. Maybe
2: it's just, uh, maybe, well, I mean, most of the show will be taking place inside the ship.
0: Yeah, it might be the case of the Eiffel Tower restaurant. The what now? If you're familiar yeah. with that little uh, anecdote. No. I Um, cannot remember who came up with it, but a writer who was living in Paris when the Eiffel Tower was brand new said that his favourite restaurant was the restaurant in the Eiffel Tower because it was the only restaurant in Paris where you didn't have to look at that god-awful eyesore on the skyline. (laughs) So yes, as as long as most of the show takes place inside the ship, then there's no possibility of seeing the outside of the ship during those scenes.
3: And with that with that booty of, of cataclysmic proportions, there's a lot more room on the ship for there to be people and stories taking place.
0: Unless the dish is just really, really tiny and is just the bridge.
2: Yes. So
0: we don't know. We don't know what the proportions are here. There's a lot here. more
2: room for engineering, is basically what I mean.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, the show's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. That's another thing that's got me worried. Mm. So... I
2: mean, it's something to be said for getting it right. Don't want to rush it out there.
0: That is true. And it's, it's very possible that they've seen a lot of the reaction to those original visualizations and gone, well, maybe we need a rework. And part of it is redoing some of the stuff that's not been going down well. So... I'm not completely put off.
3: But, so you are you are uh, a little apprehensive.
0: Nervous. Yeah, apprehensive is there a good go. word.
3: I like long words. They make me sound a lot more <laughs> cleverer than I actually is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's, I mean, there's some interesting stuff as well. Like Brian Fuller has said some interesting stuff about it. Uh, one of the most interesting things he's said is that, you know, we're set 10 years before uh, the original series. And if you want to get a sense of the season, the first season, which is the only one they're committed to making, the story arc they're in, watch Balance of Terror. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So... For Star Trek fans, I think that's a good little sort of uh, dog whistle to say... Romulans, Romulans, Romulans. Romulans,
2: Romulans, Romulans. Yes, which is interesting, because they've announced the casting of some Klingons, but no Romulans. <laughs> I mean, they might just be taking the themes of it, and instead of having Romulans, do it with Klingons. Entirely plausible. I mean, that, that works. I mean, I'd like to see something Except that has- the Klingons aren't quite... The same Well, I mean think of think of Romulans Imbalance of Terror. They are a society based entirely around honour and dying with honor and dying in glorious oh, no, combat. True. Uh, they are That less, is true. They're a bit more devious than the Klingons. But, yes. but bearing in mind that, you know, Klingons were all about hiding and, and going invisible and sneak attacking people. So there's not yeah. there's not actually as much difference between Romulans and Klingons in a sort of uh, foreign policy uh, way, as you might think. <laughs> um, that is true. It's just a and... sort of minutiae of how they interact with one another, I suppose. But even then, there's still backstabbing and murder taking place all over the shop. Yeah.
1: And
0: that's very true. And of course, we saw in TOS, of course, that they shared some ship classes yeah, as well. And... So there's some implication that they were very militarily they close.
2: some tech around. I mean, it does also mean that we won't have the Romulans I I I love Balance of Terror and I love toss, but my God, I just every time I see it, the bloody the uniforms of the Romulans, where they're wearing the sort of patchwork quilt armor, with the and the shoulder pads and the bird person damn it shoulder pads and the bird person helmets. I do also love that the higher up the command you go, the more pink your armor gets. I like that. I like Romulans.
0: <laughs> I mean, you say we won't have that, but. Enterprise didn't exactly go with the TOS, a natural progression yeah. of Klingons. Um, they might reimagine them in some way.
3: Well, they've been reimagined. I mean, so you had Klingons from TOS, you had then Klingons from TNG and the movies.
0: Yeah, and then you had the reboot Klingons. Then
3: you have the reboot Klingons that kind of look like they've been turned inside out. They're all like red,
2: yeah. red and drippy. So, yeah, it could go any number of ways.
0: Could go in any direction
2: at all. Honestly, I'd kind of, I would kind of like to see them be like TOS. Yeah, like not out of any sort of silliness factors. Like it might be interesting to see it done again, where they are sort of more human-looking.
0: Although, actually, what I wanted out of Enterprise specifically was, I was like, okay, so this is before the genetic experimentation, which we've decided is the reason why they look like that in TOS. Yep, but it is. Close in time to the original series Klingons, I wanted to see pasty head Klingons, but in that kind of gold mesh top. Yes, the black slat uniform. Yeah, I wanted to see the original, the sartorial elegance of the original series Klingons, on giant Klingon warriors. Yeah, before they got all fucking brutal and
2: and sort of grey and silver and red.
0: Yeah. I really wanted that out of Enterprise, and
2: I didn't get it. Yeah. So maybe I'll get that from Discovery. Man, we're really geeking out about this in a, in a sort of slightly low-key way of going, oh, you know, it could go wrong, but imagine
1: if we did this!
2: Yeah, <laughs> and that is that is always the problem whenever anyone says
0: they're making more Star Trek. Yeah. Is you go, oh, I don't know, but oh, it could
2: be so good. <laughs> and then you go, oh, it probably won't be all that great. And then they go, oh, so we think about Balance of Terror. And I'm like, yes!
0: I know right it's just shall we just say that Star Trek fans have puppet strings that it is quite easy to pull yeah
2: Balance of Terror is easily in my top three favourite TOS episodes yeah but don't trust me on top three TOS episodes because number one is Arena (laughs) (laughs) so you know yeah I'm not sure that would make my top three no (laughs) I like it don't get me wrong but it's not great Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like it's like one of your top David Bowie songs, and you get like you know I'm afraid of Americans is number two, but Laughing Gnome is number one. <laughs> it's Like, okay, I'm not sure if I can trust your judgment. So,
0: uh, do we have any other sort of streaming service direct distribution that we want to talk well, about? Well, I mean,
2: there's not that have original programming because the only one other one I can think of is Crunchyroll.
0: They are an interesting one in terms of uh,
2: shaking up an industry, though. In you got like, essentially simulcast work with. Uh, yeah, um, that's and, really uh, cool. Which is great Like, if you, if isn't it like an hour after the episode airs is, yeah. on TV or something?
3: And it's it's crazy. Like, if you if you went back and told you know, fifteen year old, you want me, to explain
2: what Crunchyroll? Sorry, yes, Cr- Crunchyroll is a it's a free uh, uh, app. Um, it's but you can get a subscription based to it to sort of remove adverts and stuff like that. Um, so it's premium, I guess, um, for yeah. watching the anime, uh, and just £5 like a month. yeah, five pound a month for non ads, or you can watch it with ads, and they're not all that intrusive, really. Um, they are all for American products, so it's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, uh, so you get a vast, vast fucking selection of anime, and it's you, it's it's quite up to date. Um, you've got access to um, a lot of stuff that's coming out in japan as it is like i said simulcast so it's about it's about an hour behind to give them time to subtitle it um yeah. which again if you've gone back to a 15 year old me oh this is going to be accessible at some point you know anime airing at the same time as it airs in japan i i would have just well actually i probably would have believed it and just gone man
1: your future is amazing <laughs> um,
2: but yeah uh, and most importantly to me you have access to it to the on crunchyroll you have access to subtitled Yu-Gi-Oh, like uncut yeah. Which is fucking crazy. I, that is... It, oh, to, to have Yu-Gi-Oh! without the, the fingerprints of four kids all over it is is amazing. <laughs> Especially Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. I, I, I thoroughly recommend anyone go out and watch Yu-Gi-Oh! GX right now, because like once you get past... If, you, if you're not into It's About Card Games, it's oh, that's a complex, mature show that has <laughs> card games in it. And it's easily... And a lot of people just completely gloss over it, but it's it's a really, really good series. With with Evangelion levels of like existential dread in it, for realsies. Not not even kidding on
1: that one. No, it's, yeah, yeah. I can I can confirm that. Yeah. Plus
2: plus you got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on there again. I thoroughly recommend anyone go and watch that.
1: Um, there is a lot more on the American Crunchyroll than there is on the UK Crunchyroll. But, but the UK Crunchyroll has. It still has so much stuff oh yeah Everyone, there's so much on there and yeah. then, even then it's only specific titles that aren't on the uk one mm. so it's like if you uh, like one punch man isn't on there but it is on the american one yeah but there's uh, some unpopular
2: opinion one punch man is way overrated
1: i re- i've read the manga so i like it anyway yeah but um You can choose sub or dub with the control as well. Yep, as it should be, if if it's available, that is. Um, Yeah, so this this
2: just that's that's another one. But again, it's not as far as I'm aware. It doesn't have anything original on there because it's a it's a Western distribution service. But um, it's a really good. I would be surprised
0: if there was any original anime on an
2: app. Yeah, well, there's, there's, you know? there's quote-unquote, what, what we're calling it, not the originals, but the exclusives. Yeah. Uh, there's anime on Netflix, which has it, uh, Seven Deadly Sins.
1: Yeah, season two just came out. Today. Yeah.
2: Which, uh, from all accounts I've heard, is not great. Um... I really like it. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. you're, you're, you are the first person I've spoken to who says they like it, that's good. Yeah, Fletch likes it.
1: Oh, it's, okay. uh, again, it's one that I've read i am not to say it with an anger yeah. over the anime obviously because it's just six and seasons and they just come out yeah. but um, it's a it's a take where the Seven Deadly Sins aren't the bad guys they're the good guys hmm yeah Um.
2: so yeah it's it's um. What, what, a thing we used to do Rowan and I uh, when trying to get people in, into anime is there is there are so many sections on Crunchyroll where you can look into slice of life. You can go into drama. You can go into romance. There's all these different things that you can go into and go, right, I'm going to pick this show, this show, this show. We're going to watch the first episode of all of these, see which one takes our fancy. And you yeah. get so, such amazing, amazing series in that. I've, I'm trying to remember for the life of me what it was called. But there was a series about uh, a guy who grows up and him and his brother um, are obsessed with space. Like They see a shooting star, I think it is, when they were really, really little. And they, they, say, they both say they're going to be... Um, they, they both want to go to space when they get older they're both going to be astronauts and then it jumps to the modern day and it's one of them is he's, he's working a really shitty job he, I think he's just been fired for uh, uh, he's obsessed with football and he, he gets fired for Zinedine Zidane headbutting someone in the face <laughs> um, and his brother is an astronaut he's just, he's just come back from a, 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 um, a moon mission I think it is, a lunar mission and it's sort of just looking at how their how their um, lives diverged and diverged, yeah. yeah. And it's it's it, like it's funny and depressing and uplifting. And he's like, "Wow, shit! This is this is a really interesting show." For the life we can't remember what it's called. It was like quite so, two years ago I watched it. Um, I was thoroughly recommend. I I, I laughed, I, I legit just barely laughed at the moment where it's just someone talks shit about his brother. And so he just stands up. He, he's been talking about how he's just a soccer fan. He's not mentioning anything about his brother. The guy shit talks his brother, and he just stands up and just yells Zinedine Zidane and headbutts the guy in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, go- do you?
1: Li- is it is it literally called Space Brothers? Yes, that that would probably yeah, that sounds right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that, that's a fairly apt name. Yeah, it's 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 Space Brothers. Yeah, that's the show. Cool. We we've forgotten one of the big ones, by the way. Yeah. Oh. And it's because it's American. Hulu.
1: Oh, crust, yeah.
0: Hulu, which is a, a, another of these streaming services for American TV that is full of um, network and cable properties, but also does exclusives and, like Netflix does, picks up the budget on continuing shows. Like, if it wasn't for Hulu, we wouldn't have season four of The Thick of It. Mm-hmm. Which is they funded yeah. that because there's a certain Anglophile um, community in America who wanted more of it. <laughs> uh, so thank you because that was a really good series. Unfortunately, I can't say a lot about Hulu because it's American yeah. and I don't have it. But I am aware that they're doing a they're doing a Marvel show. really? Um, yeah, they're doing the runaways.
1: Ooh! Oh! Don't Wait, tell a, Jenna. Kind of
2: interesting. Why not? I thought Jenna was a massive Runaways fan. Am I, am I thinking? Of, am I
1: remembering that right? No, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's on Hulu, so she's got nothing she can do about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're also doing um, a TV series of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh! Oh! Which could
2: be very good or very horrible. Yeah, like suddenly just a whole, bu- <laughs> a whole bunch of my generation who took English A-level have just suddenly stood up and gone, No! <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, um, ooh, that's... I. Angela Carter, I'm... I'm, I'm... Angela Carter? Not, uh, uh... You know what? Just, Margaret Atwood, I think, is who you're talking yeah, sorry. about. I went all over the place with that, sorry.
0: <laughs> and so those are the big ones But what's interesting is like, Little, little services are starting up Sort of very specific niches uh, There's one I only know of Because of another podcast I listen to It's a small comedy network called CISO I say small like it's owned by NBC, I think uh, So big backing But quite a small network And the idea of it is there's lots of archival comedy because people still love old comedy, and it's quite cheap to license. So Kids in the Hall is on there, Monty Python, uh, some more recent stuff like Parks and Rec, uh, a lot of stand-up. But they're doing a few low-budget original shows. Um, For example, Dan Harmon, uh, who you may know as the creator of Community or Rick and Morty, uh, is doing a show (laughs) called Harmon Quest, uh, and which apparently combines animation and live action, which is interesting. And it's sort of a Dungeons... It's like the Dungeons & Dragons episodes of Community, oh, okay. as far as I can tell, but as a series. Huh. Uh, but the reason I know about it is because they also did a short series for TV of My Brother, My Brother and Me, uh, based on the podcast of the same name.
2: Which we thoroughly recommend you go and check out. Yes, because it's so
0: good. Like, if you want a good podcast...
1: (laughs) Then keep listening to us. Which, based on a a recommendation from the last episode, I've actually been listening to uh, Adventure Zone. Ah, the Adventure Zone! (laughs) Fucking love that show.
0: It's great. It gets... It gets better. Like, Griffin, as a GM... uh, As a DM, as, as things go on, gets more and more experimental and more and more confident and more and more elaborate in the stuff he sets up. And the last season, as it were, um, has just been putting the players and the audience through the ringer.
1: (laughs) It's it's just Taco.
0: I know, Taco just totally (laughs) sells it. I
1: fucking love that guy.
0: (laughs) Taco is amazing. And the dad. He's like... One of the best examples of the show getting better in that Justin cared so little when they started the Adventure Zone, he literally called his character Taco because he couldn't be bothered to come up with a name. But and he, and then he
1: wants to and, make a new dish.
0: And, he wants, and then that became a joke. He's called Taco, he's a chef, uh, and his, his life's quest is to come up with a, a new signature dish. So he's on a quest to invent the taco. And that was as much effort as Justin was putting into the character. <laughs>
1: yeah. at, at the start, it, it really at is. At the start.
0: But Taco has developed a life of his own, and Justin is so invested now. And there's... There's a, an episode where the, like things slow down. They're between story arcs and real life stuff is happening to the guys. And so there's a few sort of one-on-one sessions where it's just the DM and each person talking about the inner life of their character at this moment. How are they faring in the campaign? And Justin cares so much. He's so deeply invested in Taco by then. It's just <laughs> great. It's, it's quite moving, actually, how much he's been brought to care about something he just had no interest in. <laughs> and so I can only imagine their TV series is really good, but again, CISO is American, so hmm. I don't know how you can get it over here. I'm looking into it. And I think this is going to be the problem with a lot of the smaller streaming services is... They're American. Yeah. Although, one very big one that's just sort of starting up. Apple. Oh? iTunes Music is expanding into original programming. Oh. Uh, At the moment, there's two shows. And I have no interest in either. (laughs) Okay. Uh, One is Carpool Karaoke.
1: Oh.
2: uh. Yeah. Is that the James Corden thing? Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. except the interesting thing about Apple's version is James Gordon won't really be in it much. Isn't oh, he the host? Okay. He's the host of it up until Apple got hold of it, yes. Right. Who's hosting um, it now, then? I'm, from, I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it too deeply, but from what I've seen of trailers, it looks like one celebrity will be hosting another celebrity. Oh, okay. So you'll be putting interesting combinations together, which might work and ups the celebrity factor and, and the other mm. maybe one of the worst ideas for a reality TV show I've ever heard
1: oh Christ
2: <laughs> <laughs> whoa 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 whoa. I've heard some pretty fucking bad ideas for reality TV okay wow, so let me. me pitch you Planet of the Apps
1: I love uh, the title oh,
2: also yeah. I hate the title
0: Yep, it's it's not a great title. Um, so, you've seen Dragons Den, or yeah. you're familiar with the concept. It's it's that, but instead of the dragons, instead of venture capitalists, instead of business people who have questions that they can ask about business and money that they can actually put behind things, the dragons for Planet of the Apps are Will I Am. Right.
2: Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Jessica Alba. Did she just get really confused by the name Apple?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Gary Vaynerchuk, who actually is an analyst and venture capitalist, and so why is he there? <laughs>
2: I guarantee if right I will love this if the running joke is the other three keep saying shit the moment he opens his mouth to say something someone always cuts him off well, <laughs> That's that the might only be true That it will work
0: because when they announced the uh, when they announced the judges as it were the the picture they used sort of half cut him out of the image and they only named Will, I Am, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Jessica <laughs> Alba, so they didn't really acknowledge <laughs> that he was there.
1: <laughs> oh, that's nice. that's amazing.
0: So people come in and make an escalator pitch, which mm. is you've heard of the elevator pitch, yeah. Well, that's not great for TV. So they put them on an escalator, and they have the length of the escalator to pitch the app, and. I, I want to point out this is an actual escalator,
1: an, a- an actual escalator.
0: <laughs> yes, they they've got an escalator that they have to get on, and it it goes up. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, uh, uh, and then as far as I can tell, like each of the judges will back an app and say I I want that one app back, and then the series follows the people trying to get them made uh, as with the help, in inverted commas, slash interference of their chosen backer, whether that be Will Will.i.am, Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> Jessica Alba, who I'm sure are all extremely well-informed in the perils of making apps, uh, or indeed Gary Vaynerchuk, who is there despite having talent and knowledge. Right. And that's it.
1: It's gonna do so well. <laughs>
0: Honestly, Apple Music isn't doing terrifically. The odds of most people in the world even being aware it exists are pretty slim. No,
1: I fucking hate what they did to the music part of, my, of the iPhone. <laughs> they still have my old iPhone as my MP3 player, and it's... Mm they've changed it so much that it's like, I don't know how to fucking do shit on it anymore. <laughs> you know? But yeah, Planet of the Apps. Planet of the Apps, that is
0: a original content streaming show what coming science from science
1: done?
0: <laughs> uh, this is the symptom of a company like Apple having more disposable cash than most countries. <laughs> is if they just start going... Oh, that that can't cost much compared to how much money we have. Like we have probably lost that much down the back of sofas collectively over the <laughs> last month. Yeah, sure. Let's hire Will, I am Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica Albert and do a reality show about making apps. That's a great idea. It's not, but I can see how you would think it is. If I had that much money, I'd probably greenlight something like this
1: as well, just for shits and giggles. Maybe, maybe it's one of these situations where they have to use the money.
0: Uh, if they had to do that, they'd just buy a country. Like, that's, the amount of money they've got, this is not going to make a dent in the budget.
1: I don't spend it. I won't get any more next year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's it. An interesting note to leave the conversation on. Does anyone have anything else <laughs> they want to cover before we leave it there?
1: Uh, just that. Uh, go to your streaming (laughs) site of choice and
2: watch some shit. I don't know why I thought you were just going to say, go to your happy place. (laughs) (laughs) Which may, in fact, be be. your streaming site of
1: choice. It may (laughs) be.
2: And if you want a network of
0: original streaming audio, go to simplysyndicated.com, where you'll find this show, World One Stage One, our previous show, and a bunch of other great shows.
1: Plug, plug, plug.
0: Well, Alternatively, go to dangerouslyunprepared.com and submit an idea for a show you'd submit. like us to do. Vote for the ones that have been submitted. Yeah, do it now. Like, seriously, right now. We'll wait. Yeah. Or, or write mail at dangerouslyunprepared.com. Give us an email. Tweet us at unprepared show. Find dangerouslyunprepared on Facebook. Get in touch. We love hearing from people. We actually do. We love you guys so the uh the buffer has almost run out the little slider is almost at the end of the line that tells you how
2: long you've been listening but the show is drawing to a close but depending on when you're listening to this you could just queue up another episode after it potentially you could binge listen or as I call it unless you listen to it when it comes out
0: (laughs) dear lord (laughs) but until next time which may not be that long if you're binging. You have been listening to Dangerously Unprepared. I have been Simon.
1: I have been Irish.
0: And
2: I have been Jack. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: That was a Dangerously Unprepared podcast. Visit DangerouslyUnprepared.com to catch all our episodes and to submit topics for shows you'd like us to do in future. Follow us on Twitter at Unprepared Show. Find us on Facebook as Dangerously Unprepared. Thanks, as ever, go to Simply Syndicated for hosting us, IPI for the original music we based our theme tune on, and to you for listening. We hope you listen again.